Strengthening Your Body and Life with Fortis Fitness owner Adam Jacobs. Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. And I'm very pleased to have with me one of my board members, Mr. Adam Jacobs, who is the founder and owner of Fortis Fitness and Yoga Lux. Good morning, Adam. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, before we get into the nitty gritty of business, we have to take a moment to discuss the fact that we're in the middle of the baseball playoff rush and baseball was actually a, a big part of your background. It is. I played uh, collegiately. I was the captain of the team at Cornell University. Um, I played catcher there, had a couple injuries that derailed uh, my career going forward, but I ended up playing professionally in Australia and Hawaii, which was a great experience. I tell a lot of people that you never know where life's going to take you. So as yeah. long as you like stick with your dreams and your goals, like you might end up in a place like Australia for two years yeah. and meet people that you never thought you would. And so that was, that was great. Baseball still a big passion of mine. And I for love sure. It. Our local pro team is uh, tailing off a little bit as we're getting towards the end of the season, but hopefully, you know, there's still a little glimmer of hope here. There's always hope and, you know, hope is great. It also hurts a little bit more when you I have know. hope. For as disappointing as it is now in the season, I can't remember the last time we actually cared about right. the scores of the games in September. So, right. you know, right. let's, let's think back to a couple of years ago where like by now we're talking about a Many other things other than yeah, baseball. Yeah, we're, we're already looking to the off season or just focused on football or whatever. But no, we're still in it. We haven't been eliminated, but uh, it's definitely an uphill climb here as we get to the last uh, 10 days or so of the season. But I think that experience that you just explained about for you as an athlete, from what I understand, was part of your spark to start your business. Is that? Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was playing baseball, like I said. And as I was sort of, the writing was on the wall that my career was coming to an end. The recovery time was taking a little bit longer. I figured, well, what the heck am I going to do now? And I have a business degree. And so I figured the best thing I could do was to combine my business acumen and my love for athletics and sports and put those together and create a fitness facility that was different than what everyone else has ever done in the, in the industry. You guys have quite a diversity at your place. So when you say you wanted to create something different, I mean, you really, I mean, if you look, when I look online and, and of course I've, I've got to know you the last three years, um, you have all kinds of offerings. So, and I'm just going to chat and have you kind of describe some of these. So for instance, um, you have an extremely large heated yoga studio. So what's that all about? Well, like I said, with being an athlete and moving from athlete to real life, I believe in a whole rounded uh, fitness and wellness regimen. And so if you're only doing the same thing over and over, you're not going to get the results. You're not going to have that full experience that you want. So in being a little bit different mm -hmm. and what everyone else is doing, we wanted to add in hot yoga, which when we first started about eight years ago was, you know, the rage. Yeah. And so if we can combine that hot yoga with you know, other types of, uh, of formats, which I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll get into, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, boot camp classes yeah. or other types of physical exercise. If you, like I said, if you do the same thing over and over, you're going to hit yeah. a plateau, you're going to burn out and you're not going to see the results you want. Yeah. So if you can have that well-rounded 
whether, you know, mixing in yoga, cycling, mm. running, all of that, it's the way to go. Yeah, and you just mentioned um, cycling. You guys have a, a nice cycling studio as well. And that that is a, a big trend right now. And, and we'll talk about COVID in a minute, but I know a lot of people have kind of picked up on the Peloton craze and stuff. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do for cycling. If you think back to the old cycling classes, mm -hmm. you think back to the movies or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, it was sort of like an 80s instructor teaching some cycling classes with like mm -hmm. some decent music. Now it's all about the experience. So we have turned the room, totally blacked it out. We have strobe lights. We got oh, wow. party lights. They're in sync to the music. So yeah. when you're in there and it's dark, you can't tell if you're at a nightclub or if you're, yeah. you know, in a cycle class. And what's great is like you, you, you're motivated and feel the energy of everyone else around you, but you're, you're not being judged. Like no one can see what you're doing. It's dark. And, you know, it's just that great energy and that great feel just yeah. makes you work that much harder. That's awesome. Yeah, and that is such a craze right now. So it's awesome to have it, um, you know, locally. Um, I, I also was looking on your site, and there's something I'm not even exactly sure how to pronounce this, but do you say TRX or is it tracks or something training? TRX. TRX. Yes. Okay. It is a system that uses your own body weight yeah. and a series of straps that hang from an elevated surface, and so you can do almost every exercise with mm -hmm. these. Uh, they were first invented, I believe, by the military, so they yeah. could take them on ships or take them wherever they were. Makes you hang sense. it to a tree, and you can do a full body workout. And you use your own body weight and angles. Like if you want to make it more difficult, you a few steps back. If you want to make it a little easier, you sure. take a few steps forward. So it really is an accessible workout for anybody, depending where you are. And our whole thing at Fortis is we want it to be the same class, everyone can take it. And maybe for one person, we can make it a little more challenging. For one person, yeah. we can modify it because they have an injury. But you're all doing the same thing and no one's being singled out. And mm -hmm. it's just comfortable and welcoming for everyone. Yeah, which is great. You know, I know the word um, injury has come up a few times already. And you, you mentioned, obviously, in your um, own um, in your own personal career as an athlete that you had some injuries. And but it seems like, you know, having this diversity um, is is one of the keys in helping people either recover from or to to health in a healthy way, exercise and expand themselves without injuring themselves. But but either way you look at it, it feels like that experience of injuries has been formative for you in creating all this. Yes. Unfortunately, I had a nine or oh. 10, actually 10 orthopedic surgeries throughout my athletic career. Oh, spanning, that's a lot. Yeah. Starting in high school and then all the way through the professionals. I have some great pictures. I can you some today. <laughs> um, actually, one, or two of them where I was got taken out at the plate being a catcher, a guy oh. trying to score. And the year after that, MLB changed the rule. And mm. so my parents are very upset that they took them one year too long <laughs> to do that. But you know, like I said, I think having a well-rounded uh, exercise and wellness regimen is the way to go because you have to think long-term. A lot of people, like, they get into something and they're super excited and they do that for three or four months and that's yeah. all they do. Like, even cycling. If you cycled every single day, like, at some point, your body's going to break down. Yeah. And so, you know, mixing in other types of different formats and different mm -hmm. things that you do is the way I believe and I and a lot of the research shows to prevent injury. Right. And if you think long-term, like if you went out right now without having practiced right. and you ran a half marathon, you that's, can't walk tomorrow. That's a problem. And yeah. so, yeah, maybe you ran 13 miles today, but now you're out for a couple of yeah. weeks. 
instead of like maybe today you do a three miles, which you can handle, then tomorrow you can do a couple more and tomorrow you can. And if you did it over a two week span, you'll actually run more miles than you would have if you did just 13 today. Yeah. So taking that long-term approach and this yeah. is the same thing we do with physical fitness, same way we do in business. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then I, I do want to make sure and mention that you guys also offer personal training. We do. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, group classes are great, but for those, you need that extra motivation, that extra accountability, or even yeah. that extra special attention. We do personal training. We do semi-private training. So it's you and a friend and a trainer, and then small groups of three to five as well. Yeah. Uh, so again, that's just a great way to take that next step beyond the classes. But again, well-rounded, right? So yeah. you could work out with a trainer two days a week. And then they say, hey, get your cardio in the other day. So you take a cycle mm -hmm. class, get your flexibility and core strength in, in a yoga class. And so you can come to our facility every day of the week, but do nice. something different. Nice. COVID was a bit brutal on fitness training uh, gyms and facilities like yours. So talk about that, um, you know, being shut down, being opened up for outside only, trying to be opened up inside. I mean, that was just... Uh, just crazy. How, how how did you guys navigate it? First, I have to give a lot of credit to my team uh, for having navigated COVID. We shut down on March 16th. Mm -hmm. And on March 17th at 9 a.m., we had our first virtual class. Online. Wow. That's amazing. So the fact that we could pivot in like six hours wow. from having to shut everything down to offer a full schedule from 9 a.m. all the way to the evening and then wow. beyond and we were offering them free online. We were still paying our employees and our team members as if we were open and operating. Yeah. And we did that for almost all of the shutdown. Yeah. Uh, but offering those classes for free online because we knew people still needed to feel that sense of normalcy. Right. Get that hour back to themselves, which we pride ourselves on giving our, our members and the community mm -hmm. and just helping people like you're stuck at home now. Maybe for yeah. that one hour you can forget that there's a pandemic going on. Right. You can focus on yourself and then re-energize yourself to take care of other people. Yeah. Well, and I think too, uh, to that point that you were just making, that was so important to people's mental health too, to be able to do some of that kind of stuff, that kind of physical activity, however they did it and how you guys offered it was awesome because it was just a brutal stretch. It was, and I, I again, my team handled it like, like I expected them to because mm -hmm. we have great people, but it's always nice to see it, unfortunately, in a situation like that, but to see it manifest itself in yeah. that way. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty quick pivot, man. Within a few hours, yeah. you, you have a full slate of virtual stuff um, up and running, which is fantastic. I think you guys did uh, at one point offer stuff outside in your parking lot. We did, yes. Uh, again, credit to my team. We built basically a really, as nice as we could, a facility sure. out in the parking lot. We put turf down. We had tents. Mm -hmm. A lot of our equipment did get, you know, kind of beat up out in the parking lot. Sure. So, like, there's all these things that you don't think about by mm. moving outdoors or yeah. changing what you're doing, the wear and tear, things like that. Um you know, we think we live in San Diego and it's beautiful all the time, but like a five o'clock in the morning class in February is pretty cold. Pretty chilly. And so, you know, we had to remind people that they needed to bring jackets and, yeah. you know, we would warm you up, but like, you still need to have a jacket when you get there. Yeah. Then conversely, you know, if it was a noon class, 
it's hot out. Yeah. Bring extra water. You need some sunscreen. Luckily, we partnered with one of our local companies here, Kula, and they provided yeah. us some sunscreen to, to give our members because, you know, you got to be healthy. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of little, little tweaks that we don't really think about because we're so used to our climate controlled, perfect environments. Yeah, and then, and, and we're pretty soft here on the West coast. When it yes, comes to we weather. are. <laughs> I think the term fair weather fan came from this area of the country. I mean, let's just be honest, so. you know, a little drizzle in this whole place. shuts <laughs> exactly. down. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, how is it bouncing back? Yeah, it's been, it's been a tough sledding mm. for sure. I feel for our Team, I feel for all the other small business owners in the area. Yeah. But I also give a lot of credit to those that figured out a way to get through this and yeah. to where we are now. Uh, now I feel like we're in this sort of weird space where we're open fully. We can welcome everybody yeah. in, but there's still a pandemic going on, right. especially with the Delta variant. Right. And so I tell a lot of people if before COVID we had demand at a hundred. Mm-hmm. Right now, demand is only at fifty because, rightfully so, there's people who are not ready to sure. go out, sure. even if they're vaccinated. Sure, you know they have kids who aren't vaccinated, or right. they're still being cautious. Yeah. I am. I yeah. know you are. Other yeah. people are, and so we're sort of in this weird limbo yeah. of we can offer everything, but we don't have the demand that we normally yeah. do, and so trying to deal with that and how you still offer your full services and your full schedule in our case, yeah. but with limited demand is the issue right now. Yeah. Yeah. That is, a, that is a challenge. And, and like you said, some people, maybe they have a elderly parent living with them or, you know, some other medical, medically fragile, you know, person. And so, you know, even if they're vaccinated, they're being a bit cautious because they have to. And rightfully so. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and you're not going to be ones being like, well, that's, not right. the way to do it. Like you're like, right. yeah, absolutely. You should yeah. stay home or be yeah. careful. So, um, so we still offer our virtual classes for those that, oh, that nice. are still either unable to, or uncomfortable going out in, in public, uh, just to be able to offer that yeah. to everybody. And, you know, I've spent some time analyzing numbers in the hospitality industry. Like when do they think that business will be back to like, say 2019 levels, you know, and things like that. And, but I'm just curious as an industry, are there people forecasting when, you know, your industry might be back to the way things were in 2019 pre pandemic or growth or whatever? I mean, are there, are there stats out there or prognosticators? There's a lot of different people with different (laughs) ideas ideas and opinions. Uh, I think the fitness industry as a whole was going through a a change prior to the mm. pandemic, whereas before basically you had either big box gyms mm-hmm. offering very inexpensive memberships and basically they hoped you never showed up yeah, because they would sell more memberships than they had room for. Sure. And then you had small boutiques to, like yoga studios or cycling studios yeah. or whatever. Uh, and so I think people were starting to realize like, and that's where we came in sort of in this middle area and I think that's been the trend of like trying to figure out, okay, people, there are some people that want that super inexpensive, uh, you know, show up and lift weights whenever you want type of big box gym. And there's others that want that little yoga studio. But like I said, people are more into this well-rounded thing. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just go to your small yoga studio every single day. You get bored of it. And so that's where we came in. But I think the industry as a whole was sort of shifting from that. Yeah. In addition to at-home workouts, 
Mm. COVID just accelerated that. Yes. I yes. mean, you mentioned the the Peloton. Right. It started beforehand, but then with COVID, I mean, that just exploded. Took off, yeah. And people ask me like, oh, are you worried about, you know, the Peloton and these other at-home workouts? Right. And actually I'm like, I say no, because the more people are interested in fitness and health mm-hmm. and wellness, the more likely we're all going to do better. Right. So you Good get point. hooked at home yeah. when you feel comfortable. Now you're like, oh, that was fun. I bet it would be more fun to do this with group. other people in yeah, a group. Yeah. And so, um, you know, engagement in our whole industry is going to bring everybody up. Yeah, that makes sense. Engagement in one aspect of the industry is going to, um, it might not immediately, but overall it's going to help places like yours uh, grow and and bounce back. And yeah, um, yeah, that's very interesting. So um, so you're on the rebound, you know, things are slowly improving, we getting are. better. And and we should also, you know, make a little bit of mention that um, even with Delta, things are trending in the right direction right now, numbers wise, which is wonderful. In our area. In our area, yeah, of San Diego and uh, Southern California. So hopefully that continues for all of our sakes. Yeah, I will say one of the other challenges we're having is hiring. Yeah, and not just us. We're not unique in that. Right. No, it's uh, everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. It's, uh, in my life, I've never experienced something where you can't find yeah good good employees or good people to work for you. But you guys, you know, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, I want to give it an extra bit of a shout out. You guys really went above and beyond during the lockdown to um, treat your people that were already on staff, you know, really well and and keep them employed and, and, you know, whole, so to speak. And talk about why that was so important to you. Thank you for mentioning that. It was something very important to us. At that time, we had been open seven years and many of our Mm -hmm. our team members had been with us since the beginning or at least for a very long time. And we were fortunate and I was fortunate as an owner to be in a position where we could be able to do that. I know others, others couldn't and no judgment against of what you had to do to to survive and keep your business going. But I felt it was my responsibility and my management team felt it was our responsibility to continue to pay our employees yeah. as if we were open and operating in a normal setting with yeah. classes going as our full schedule, mm-hmm. even though people were at home. And like I said, we were still teaching classes online. Right. It wasn't to the level, the numbers yeah. that we were doing doing those things and maybe it it hit the books a little hard at that point but like again think long term right. we have employees still with us yeah. that made it all the way through the pandemic and are still with us today you know i i don't know if other businesses would have been able to do that so yeah. we have that continuity we have that you know built up trust like our employees know we're going to take mm-hmm. care of you even in the face of yes. something horrible um, which is great for i think for retention like you you mentioned that you know Bringing in new people right now is a challenge, but how much worse would it be if you hadn't retained those quality people that have already, they already have the knowledge of your system and what you want to do. And, and, and so they're still with you, you know, um, if you'd have lost say half of those and right now be recruiting in addition to what you're trying to recruit, that'd be brutal. Exactly. Since the beginning, our mantra has always been find good people and keep good people. Yeah. And you do that by compensation. You do that by company culture. You do that by different things that you can offer. Yeah. Uh, and so 
speaking of fair weather fans, it just started yeah, raining. It just started year. raining in Carl's bed. It's like, um, excuse me. Yeah. But anyway, so you do that by treating your people right. Yes. And that's how you keep your good people because yeah. turnover is expensive. It is. It is. And your customers feel it. If you're always yeah. turning over people, they're like, well, what's going on here? Like, yes. why are people changing and leaving? Right. If they see the same friendly faces all the time, they're like, okay, like they want to be here. It makes me want to be. I think that what you just said is true in any industry, but in a, um, a business like yours where the, the day-to-day interaction between your team and your clients is so tangible, they see turnover there. It's going to be like, oh, what happened to Susie or Joe? I, I really loved, you know, interacting with them. And, and then what happened to Steve from last month? Yeah, it can be really bad. It can, and, and in our industry specifically, like not just trainers and instructors, but also the front desk. That's the people they... They meet with every day. So exactly. it's, it's the whole team. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you're in a highly relational business and um, you're creating um, that cheers experience. People want to come someplace where they're known and, you know, and um, they feel that kind of comfort and they walk in and they're known by name, you know. We pride ourselves on that. I yeah. Mean, by the time you've come two or three times, we know your name. Yeah. We know what kind of towels you want. Yeah. How many. Yeah. What your kids' names are, what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's hard to do. And a lot of credit to our front yeah. desk team for for learning and, and committing to doing that. Yeah. But it yeah, really yeah. makes all the difference. You just mentioned kids. I know you guys have a cool um, thing there at the gym to help uh, like uh, moms or families or parents who want to come work out. Talk about that for a second. Yeah. So when we were first opening, we were like, okay, what can set us apart even further from everyone else in the yeah. industry? Childcare. Okay. And in the, the location we're at in Bressy Ranch. Yeah. 10 years ago when we bought our building, it was exploding. It still is with young families who had Mm -hmm. two to three kids and nowhere to go. And so we added childcare into our our business plan before we opened. And man, did it take off. Nice. And it's so interesting. Yeah, we're helping people get healthy and work out and whatever. But we realize what we're doing is we're giving these parents an hour back to themselves. Yeah. We had people come in drop their kids off in childcare and just go take a shower in our <laughs> locker rooms. <laughs> and mind you, our showers and our locker rooms are very nice. Sure. But, you know, they come out and they're just like, we had some people crying, like, thank you so much. I haven't showered by myself, <laughs> you know, and had that moment. Yeah. It's so long. Like, thank you for offering this. Yes. And, you know, That's it's awesome. just things like that. And we've had other amazing stories. We've had one family whose daughter was, diagnosed with diabetes mm. and at a young age and got a guide dog mm-hmm. who s- super amazing because this dog could smell the blood sugar drop in the yes, child yes. and would notice it before her monitor would notice it. Wow. Like incredible. But while they were trying to figure all this out, the mom who had loved yoga and that was her thing couldn't do it because mm. she had to literally watch her daughter all the Constantly, time. Constantly, yeah. Once they got the dog and she said, can I bring the dog in? to the gym yeah. with my daughter and we were able to do that. And she came down like crying, so happy. Mm. Like it's been years since I've been able to do yoga and just knowing that my daughter is safe mm-hmm. and you guys have an eye on her and the dog yeah. and everything. Like that's what it's all about. What a great story. Yeah. That's an awesome story. We can't 
wrap up without mentioning, you know, you've had some cool advances in your personal life, got married recently, and you and your wife are expecting your first pretty soon. Yes. In fact, uh, yesterday was our 20-week mark, so halfway through. Awesome. Congrats. Yes. A baby girl coming in February, which is- So fun. So exciting. Uh, It'll be the first grandchild for my parents. Oh, uh, awesome. And the first great-grandchild for my grandparents. Nice. Uh, So very exciting to continue to carry on the the generations and the yes. traditions and uh you know uh we've been very fortunate you know my family's very very well known here yeah so uh, that's a great. lot of pressure to live up to but um <laughs> we use it as a challenge in a way to be better yeah. every day that's great as a new grandparent myself i can tell you how exciting that is uh, we have a ours is ten, our grandson is 10 months old and then we have our second grandchild on the way oh, ourselves congratulations. thank you in Right around Christmas time, yes. so um, we're super excited about that. But yes. my what, parents and Amy's parents are expectedly ecstatic over the moon. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's so great, and it's wonderful. You guys have um, your family fairly. Lo- is Amy's family fairly local too? Amy's from Canada, actually. So oh. her family's in Edmonton. Oh, okay, uh, not so local. Not local, but mm. uh, previously and before COVID, they would come and visit for a couple weeks at a time. Sure. I expect that length of stay to become a little bit longer now that we sure. have a. A child that they'll want to hang out with. Sure, yeah. Yeah. We'll actually be heading back there, uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks, to see them. Awesome. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to come and chat with us and, um, you know, share your story and talk about all that you guys do. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, Well, you know, and I should also take a little mention that um, you help with our young professionals group here at the Chamber, which is a thriving group of uh, professionals that does very, um, I would call it active networking and does a lot of fun stuff in addition to networking. And I don't know if you wanted to give a little shout out to that group. Yeah, absolutely. So I I believe the best way to grow as a leader in your community is to create a cohort of other like-minded individuals in your community that are yeah. going to be the future leaders. Yeah. And so being able to do that through the Carlsbad Young Professionals Group and thanks to the Chamber for yeah. allowing us to do that is one way that we can create this cohort. Yeah. Uh, because we're all going to be the ones, you know, hopefully in leadership positions yeah. and roles going forward. And if For we sure. establish those relationships now on a personal level, yeah, sky's the limit. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for taking the time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free creates goodwill and makes you feel great.